week two, here I am again at our round table with my mom and our candle, and we are going to talk about two chapters in this wonderful book that we have been using as a guide in the Forgiveness Bootcamp. And the name of the book is Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And it's such a powerful tool. Yes. And by this time, of course, you know that the topic for this week is your mind, your mouth, and your master. And so all of that has to do with forgiveness. Most of the time, those things that we replay in our mind can guide what we say out of our mouth and how we treat others. And that's how they know that we are still controlled by unforgiveness and bitterness and all of that. So today we're just gonna dive into chapters three and four. If you have the book, great. But if not, we'll, we'll tell you the quotes. You don't have to worry about it. Um, but I just thought that chapter three was so good because it's, it's a question that a lot of people ask. Is this even survivable? Yes. Right? When you go through something that seems so devastating, that's one of the first questions. Can I even get through this? Yes. So when you're going through it, when you first go through it, it seems like you'll never get over it. You, you may feel like, oh my God, you mm -hmm. know, but as time go on, you do survive. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. I like what you said earlier when we were talking mm -hmm. about the triggers. Yeah, yeah, triggers. It's so, you know, and it could, like you said, it could be anything, mm -hmm. anything. And I'll read this quote from, from chapter three here. I just had it, y'all. But it's unresolved chaos leads to un, no, unresolved triggers lead to unresolved chaos. Right. And it's just so true. Unresolved pain triggers unresolved chaos unresolved pain triggers unresolved chaos yes i'm i've been reading it too and i read on page 30 i don't know is that the page in your book mm -hmm. but on page 30 it says read this highlighter right here for me it says once pain has been inflicted it is impossible to remain unaffected. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Once, I mean, pain is pain. We have to deal with the truth of it is that we are hurting or mm -hmm. something has happened to cause us to have pain. Mm -hmm. We can't fool ourselves. Yeah. We try to act like, oh, no, that didn't hurt me. Yes, it did. It did. It did. <laughs> and it's a lot of times you'll get by yourself. And if you don't resolve it, you'll just keep replaying that, that over, over, and and over and over and over again. Read the second yeah. part of that. And it says, and I, as I said before, the more our pain consumes us, the more it will control us. Yes. You have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You have to admit it to yourself, yeah. and then you can start dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But then in the process, it talks about the trigger. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Read yes. this a little bit. We're on page 30 if you have your book. Page 30, yes. And it says, yes, there is a cause and effect here. That person who hurt may be the cause of the pain, but they are not capable of being the healer of my pain or the restorer of my life. Wow. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah. Because that's, you know, oftentimes we look for that person to, who hurt us to be the repairer. Right. We want them to come fix it, come rushing in. Yeah. And that's not how it goes. No. That's a that's a personal thing that you have to do with yourself through acknowledging 
That's acknowledging it. That's that pain. It. Mm -hmm. And then letting the Lord be in your life to help restore you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of people go to counselors. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to go to a counselor. Everybody should go to a counselor yeah. at some point in yeah, life. I'm telling you, because, you know, counselors are not a family member. You know, they're, they're not biased. You know, they tell you the truth of what you're talking about. Yeah. You yeah. know, from their eyes, they can help you see clearer. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And I'll share this quote. It's kind of in line with what you're saying. So it says, uh, Blaine hands the power to change over to the person who hurt me. Wow. Yeah. So once we once we start thinking in our mind, well, that person needs to come back and apologize, and they need to fix it, and they need to make it right. It was their fault. You have given that person your power. Mm -hmm. You have said, here's my life. You just take it and do whatever you mm -hmm. want with it. You know? <laughs> So you have to know what you're doing when you keep replaying these things in your mind. Because whatever you keep replaying in your mind, that's how you begin to speak. And then the things that you begin to speak, you'll begin to do and see. And that's how people know, okay, this person is a little cray-cray. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they have issues. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We used yes. to say stuff like, the elevator don't go all the way to the top. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And every now and then, all of us have wires crossed up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do we want to acknowledge ours, or is it easy to put the blame on someone else? On someone. That's, that goes right with this quote. It says, what we look for is what we will see. And what we see determines our perspective, and our perspective becomes our reality. Now, girl, I know you own it, because look on my page. I That's the exact, the exact same thing. I done highlighted it twice. It's on page 32. And so page also 33. 33. I'm like, this has got to be talked about. <laughs> what we look for is what we see. And she gave such a good example about, you know, when you get a new car, and then you're driving down the street and you're just like, oh my God, everybody in the world has this car. No, this car has been popular. It's just important to you now because it's yours and you're looking for it, right? Yeah. You, whatever you look for is what you're going to see. That's why I always tell people, if you don't want to find dirt, don't go looking for dirt. But you're going to find it. <laughs> you know, whatever you look for is what you are going to see some things we need to leave alone, leave alone. until we're ready mm -hmm. to deal with them. yeah yeah that is so true that is so true and you know i love how lisa uh the author of this book she gives some really great scriptures and one of my favorite scriptures is uh second timothy one and seven it says the spirit of god the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Power, love, and self-discipline. So that means when we go through these difficult times and we have these moments with other people, we don't have to go acting out and acting crazy because we have self-discipline. Okay, and now it doesn't mean that you got to be, oh, that person hurt me, sitting in the corner with your head down. You can still hold your head up That's and right. you can move forward towards your goal of forgiveness and health and wholeness, you know, but understand mm -hmm. that God has given you power, love, and self-discipline. And that self-discipline means that you can walk through the process of right. forgiveness. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And self-discipline is just what it say. Dealing with what? 
Self. Self. We yes. are, I mean, we, it's easy to sit here and talk about, oh, they did this and they did that. But what are you doing for yourself? Mm -hmm. Have you disciplined yourself enough to not keep walking in that pain? And when you see that person lying, those triggers to cause you to go off. Oh, that's a good thing. You know? that's, that's, a good, that's a good point. That is a good point. Because a lot of times we think discipline requires other people or external things. But it's self-discipline. Mm -hmm. You got to know how to control yourself that's it. when you run into that person and you don't want to. <laughs> <you know? laughs> or, or even when somebody else talks about them. Yeah. Whether it's in a good way or a bad way. If it's in a bad way, you got to have enough self-discipline not to get on the train. Right. <laughs> you know, and bad mouth. And bad mouth. So let me tell you. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. And then if, if they're saying good stuff, you got to have enough good sense to just sit there and smile. And smile. You don't say, have to say nothing back. You know, my favorite word is really. <laughs> okay. That's good. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so now I know what your MO is. And people are like, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And listen, when people tell you stuff and you really don't understand it, especially about another person just say i take that in consideration mm -hmm. you know think mm -hmm. about it because if they're telling you something about another person it's something behind it you know and we have to learn how to be self-disciplined enough not to keep it going mm -hmm. you know just let it go yeah let it go yeah, that's true that's true and this i love this in chapter four Mm -hmm. One of the quotes is, the hurt they caused was most likely from hurt they carried. That's it. Most people that hurt you are hurting themselves. themselves. They have inward hurt that they have not dealt with, mm -hmm. and it becomes outward by them hurting other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, a lot of times when we experience someone who hurts us, mm -hmm. if we don't stop to heal ourselves, we'll start cutting other people with our little broken piece and then that next thing you know everyone we encounter we've sliced a little cut into them mm -hmm. and so instead of spreading love and light we start to spread unforgiveness we start to spread bitterness so it's right. like you have to ask yourself what do i want to spread to others in this world yeah because we have a tendency to try to hide the pain mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you need you got to get healed on the page. Yeah. You know, it's a t-shirt that I'm, I'm supporting because, you know, the people who made it, I'm supporting them. But it said, got to hide that pain. Mm -hmm. And it has a heart that's broken with band-aids across it. And it was saying they can't let everybody see them bleeding, in other words. That's good, but then too, you got to get delivered. You got to, you got to get to a point where you want to be healed from the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, and in order to get healed, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. You have to acknowledge it. Yes. Acknowledge that it is there. It is like, it's almost like, you know, you're going through an AA program. The first step is first acknowledging, okay, I got a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I have this issue in my heart so that you can open the door for true forgiveness and true healing That's to right. take place. Because you, you got to be whole. Mm -hmm. um, you will find your greatest happiness and greatest joys when you get delivered and free from whatever's hurting you or you're holding inside i like the title of the book because forgiving don't always mean forgetting forgetting but it does mean you're free from the pain of it you're free from the feelings of it you know even sometimes these triggers can cause anxieties 
you know, you're free from all that. And you're able to stand in a whole place inside. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. So hopefully you all enjoyed this table time with me and my mom. And, you know, it's not about forgetting. It's not about wiping away your memory and saying something never happened. What it is about is acknowledging that it happened, healing from it, and spreading love instead of bitterness. Yes. Choosing to be better, choosing yes. to be wiser, choosing to have self-discipline. Yes. So again, I'll see you here next Saturday for another table talk with me and my mom in our candle and this book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget. And remember, you need to enjoy the journey. Ha, ha, ha.